Welcome to All Places Together. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here's a story for you. A story called Make the New Year Gay. Happy New Year! It is 2023, and I'm not really entirely sure like how this has happened, how we have gotten here, but here we are. It is a new year, and welcome to it, and I'm happy to be in it with you all. I'm Pastor Colleen, the pastor here at All Places Together, and I'm so glad to be joined again by Pastor Katie Miles Wallace of Technicolor Ministries for the final episode of our shared series, Make the New Year Gay. Welcome, Pastor Katie. Thanks, Pastor Colleen. Good to be here one last time. The energy, participation, and support from both the Technicolor Ministries and All Places Together communities has meant so much to us over the past weeks. I think I can speak for the both of us in saying this isn't going to be the last time we're going to collaborate. No chance. We'll have to do this again. Definitely. So thank you to all of y'all who have joined in and for starting your new year with us today, too. So today we are shifting our focus from making the Yuletide gay to making the whole new year gay. Like, why not? So Pastor Katie and I have crafted a list of five things for you to reflect on and perhaps choose to live into yourself. But this is very much a choose-your-own-adventure vibe. So, like, listen, reflect, and see what feels right for you for this coming year. While all of what we are going to share is centered in the LGBTQIA2S plus experience, our hope is that our cishet friends will also find ways that they can connect to um, these guidances and embody them and living into them as well. Making the New Year gay is about living into the fullness of who you are, who God created you to be, living in full color wherever, whoever, and however you are. Pastor Katie, ready to jump in? Let's go for it. Colleen, I know uh, we've talked before about the importance of representation in media and particularly having queer role models to look to as we read and watch and listen to things. I know reading is your thing as well. So let's see what's first on our list here. Seeking our queer and diverse stories. What have you got for us? This is something that has been really important to me over the uh, past probably decade, really, of like making sure that I am reading diverse authors. And as I've leaned in more fully to my identity, queer authors as well, I think I admit I was a little bit nervous to read a lot of queer stuff before I came out. I think I was like nervous to see myself too fully. Um, But now that I am, it's actually really been important and transforming for me. Uh, This past year, I've read a few books, fictional books that center the experience of bi women, and that's really been able to help me reflect more clearly on my lived experience in the ways that I'm both similar and different um, from, from these characters. Uh, I love that the power of fiction helps us to expand our worlds and our minds, um, both fiction that is rooted in reality and fiction that's rooted in like fantasy and other words, worlds as well. Like they both can do so much for us as we think about other people and like what it means to be a person in general. 
And one thing I really like about reading fiction that is rooted in reality is that it helps me learn about people who are different from me without having to ask them like all of the questions. Recently, I read a story about a young girl whose parents are of different races. One is black and one is white. And I really got to see the world through her eyes. This character was a middle schooler. And that story has really helped me show up more compassionately for the mixed race kids in my life. And I'm really grateful for that. And then I also read a lot of nonfiction, too, like both about uh, history and current concerns, theology, of course, because I'm a pastor. Um, And so one thing I try to keep in mind there is about being intentional about reading diverse authors on any topic that I'm interested in. So like I'm not the only time I'm reading black authors isn't when I'm reading about black history, right? That I read black authors about theology, other things as well. Love that. And then I I think think it's go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, I, I have also been digging into the nonfiction realm for myself this year and Um, making sure as I'm living my own faith in full color to read faith perspectives of people who share my identities. So uh, I read some great things from Shannon Teal Kearns on uh, faith from a transgender perspective and and what that looks like. So uh, informing your own uh, thoughts and beliefs and affirming them through the ways that other people see it as well. Yeah, it's a way to not feel as alone. 100%. And one more thing I want to be sure to say about reading or listening or watching. I really believe that audiobooks are books. Listening to an audiobook is reading. Is that don't let your to-be-read list, your TBR, like be a burden. Reading should also be fun. Keep the joy there. So it's okay to indulge in reading what you love too. It doesn't always have to be about intentionally like growing your mind or growing your world though I think that happens along the way anyhow absolutely and read what you have the energy to read when you have the energy to read it don't feel like you have to assign yourself the book that you have further down the list if you found something more exciting just a moment ago oh yeah yeah definitely like we have there will be time to get to those books it's okay and don't feel like you have to do like 15 pages a day on this like if you want to and that brings you joy cool but like don't don't burden yourself with it so the second thing on our list for making the new year gay is to take a bold step in identity affirming changes katie can you share some possibilities of what that might look like for someone definitely so this is going to look different for a variety of different people Uh, if you're trans or non-binary That could look like changing your name or your pronouns, the way you dress, your hair, your makeup, uh, getting into things like surgeries. Um, But for other people, if you identify as cisgender, you might decide that you really have been dying for a certain piercing or tattoo or that you also want to change the way that you dress. Um, All of these things that if you have the desire, if that's the, the way that you want to be seen in the world, you can get into and and make that change this year. It can be scary, especially for trans individuals. You're, you're changing your life often when you make those changes. But it's so important if you have the opportunity, the resources, the safety to do it, to make sure that 
this year you get to be yourself. Um, I know for me this year, this is the first year that I'll be using exclusively they, them pronouns. It's kind of a big deal for me. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure I can get everybody in, in my life on board, but that's what I'm sticking to this year. I will be seen as uh, a they, them, as the person that I know myself to be. And hopefully other people will see me like that as well. That's such an exciting step. I'm so excited for you to be making that shift in your life. And we're here to support you along the way. Thanks, Colleen. And I think with this too, like, it can't all happen. It's not all going to happen in a month, right? Like, I don't know, maybe it could, but it seems like this is a, a longer, like, full year, years, plural, than maybe journey to. Absolutely. So it's not a, uh, I'm going to change my pronouns right now and that's the way it's going to be. This is going to be a longer becoming situation and has been a longer becoming situation over time. Same thing for changing clothes and hair and other things. I mean, you can get a haircut one day and that changes everything, but it may not be the one that feels right to you. It may take time to find the haircut that is yours or the clothes that are yours. Um, So don't feel like you have to get it right the first time or that that first change has to be the correct one or the perfect one. Make it fun. Experiment with it. Find what fits you and have a good time doing it. I know I am on a little bit of a hair journey. This past summer, I got an undercut twice. Like the first time, it wasn't quite enough. The second time, I went bolder. And then I was like, okay that was good. I'm glad I did it, but it's not actually what I want. So like I'm in the process of growing it out and it's a little bit awkward, but like it was important for me to like take that step and like live into that a little bit. And 2023 is probably going to look different. I might dye my hair for the first time this year. Exciting times. I think that's the fun thing too, is there are some, some identity affirming changes that are more permanent, like piercings, tattoos, surgeries, things like that. But pretty much everything else is impermanent. You can change it whenever you want. So especially with those things, really feel the encouragement to be bold, to make those changes wildly and with abandon. Enjoy yourself. You can always go back. Yeah. And I think too, like there may be places where it's safer to experiment than others. And so when it's a safe place, like feeling like you can be a little bit more bold or experimental, like I would say like lean into that. Like I was at a work retreat this past weekend and I mentioned my undercut and this my colleague who I saw a bunch over the summer when I had the undercut was like, oh, I didn't realize you had done that. It's like, oh, yeah, I never wore my hair up because I was kind of like leaning into it still. And so I think it's also okay for in different scenarios to to try things out as well. Definitely. And there are places, you know, I live in Texas and I visit a lot of churches. There are some churches where I am not going to ask them to use they them pronouns for me because that will create a completely unsafe situation. So make sure that you're conscious of where you are and the safety that's around you and the people that are around you. Don't don't put yourself in a bad position, but also don't be afraid in those good positions to enjoy yourself. I love that. That's such good advice. Thanks. All right. Our third thing to do to make the new year gay 
is to build and strengthen your queer community. What are some ways that people might do that, Colleen? I think a great way to begin or continue to connect with a wider community is to attend Pride in some form or fashion. Um, I know it was exciting on our episode where we had Monica with us, like hearing her experience at Pride as a, a mom of a gay son was so exciting. And I know the first time I went to Pride, like I was only out to myself and my husband, like no one else knew yet, but I was showing up like as an affirming pastor in that space to be supportive of um, another congregation here in Virginia. And so that kind of felt like a little unnerving. Like at one point someone went to hand me, they're like, oh, we've got two pride flags left. Here's one. And it was the bi pride flag. They're like, do you want to carry this? And I was like, (laughs) no, no, I'm good can't can't hold that yet like that's too much too soon (laughs) um and so the next time I went to pride the next year was my first time like more fully out so like I had my bi pride t-shirt and it was really exciting and it was still kind of overwhelming and the weather was really bad so Nick and I only stayed for like 20 or 30 minutes and went home um so I think like For me, this year in 2023, going from like only out to Nick, feeling really awkward, being fully out and still feeling awkward, like I'm hoping this year I'll be able to like interact more and like go to more booths and like really enjoy it and maybe still be a little bit awkward. That's okay too. It is. And and as someone who basically professionally goes to Pride events at this point, visit many if you can. Our queer community doesn't live just in one city. It might most obviously live in the city that you live in, but if there are other local prides nearby, go and visit. They are all different. They each have a different personality, and you may find one that fits you better than others. Yeah, I think don't be afraid to travel. Like, even if you want to book a plane ticket or a train ticket or make a road trip to, like, a really big city to see what that's all about, it could be great. Absolutely. I know I go to both San Antonio and Austin Pride and some of the smaller ones in between. I love that. And many communities um, have LGBT, some version of the full acronym, community centers that have reading groups, support groups, um, libraries, game nights. Some will have addiction services as well um, for for folks to be able to get connected to. So if you've not checked out what's in your local area, that could be another way to get more connected within the wider queer community. Those community centers are often also the place where you can find healthcare providers and other services. They're, they're a hub usually of all sorts of queer resources. So make sure you plug in if you're looking for any other queer resource in your area. Yeah, they'll have the recommendations of who is safe. And I imagine in some places, like, who's not safe to go to. Absolutely. And I also hope that both Technicolor Ministries and All Places Together could be a point of connection for you in the coming year as well. Pastor Katie, are there ways that you can invite folks now into what Technicolor is doing in the coming year? 
Absolutely. So uh, February 19th, I'm going to be down in Corpus Christi, Texas. If you are anywhere nearby or if you're going to be traveling in that area, come down. We're going to have a, a little bit of a meetup at a coffee place down there. Uh, more info to come on the Technicolor socials and whatnot. And you can also join us anytime online. Uh, if you go to technicolorministries.com, there's a community tab. And you can join our online community where you'll be clued into pretty much everything that we do. I love that. And I'm still working on building out what 2023 is going to be for All Places Together, but there are going to be some pretty intentional invitations for the friends of APT to really be shaping the content of both the podcast and we'll be doing another group as well, like we did the Women in Genesis group last fall. We'll be launching another group here soon in the new year as well. And so... Whether you identify as LGBTQIA, 2S+, or straight, you're welcome to be connected in our communities and grow together. And from that, since we are both faith-based communities, we have got to say that we would love for you to queer your faith in 2023. I've got to be honest, I feel like I'm still working out how to use the word queer as a verb. So, Katie, can you give us a a definition to help us begin to understand what it means to queer one's faith? Absolutely. Um, It's kind of a a hard thing to define. And so I'm going to lean on Merriam-Webster's dictionary here. So if you doubt for a minute that this use is legit, it's in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. It's official. Yep. So the use of queer as a verb, uh, you can understand it to be to consider or interpret something from a perspective that rejects traditional categories of gender and sexuality um, or applying ideas from queer theory to a thing or to make or modify something in a way that reflects one's rejection of gender and sexuality norms. So I think in the queer community, we see this most often uh, in actually the gender queer identity where you're intentionally stepping out of binary forms of gender and often in your presentation, subverting gender norms. Um, so you might see genderqueer individuals who were assigned male at birth wearing much more female clothing or earrings or makeup intentionally, but also wearing their beard, right? So subverting what we expect, totally throwing things to the wind. What that means in terms of faith so many things. Uh, for one, that can mean looking at scripture and when you're reading stories from the Bible, considering that those people might have been queer too. Yeah, we don't really know. Right, right. And if you've, if you've checked out the Technicolor and APT Advent calendar, there was a, I forget what day it was, but it was up there about Ruth and Naomi and the potential queer relationship that they had. There's all sorts of things about David and Jonathan. If you get into the saints, you've got Perpetua and Felicity and Sergius and Bacchus. And so there, there are so many different uh, either things in scripture or stories of faith that include queer people or might include queer people uh, that we really should be paying attention to and, and trying to read ourselves back into the things we've been erased from. And while we may not be able to definitively assign identities or expansive genders to the folks in the scripture stories, 
I think we're able to see that they're breaking the binary, that they are falling outside of the gender norms and gender expectations that existed at the time. So they were queer in some form or fashion, whether or not we're able to say, oh, this person is definitely a lesbian or a man-loving man, like it's it's fluid and there's still going to be questions, but it's definitely queer. Absolutely. Not certain specific identities, like you said, but it's definitely different. And we see this a lot in the ministry of Jesus and the way that he takes on feminine roles very frequently. And that leads into another way that we can queer our faith as well, is that in our prayer life, to expand the language that we use for God, to step beyond just talking to God as if God is only father. Like that is a powerful biblical example. We've talked about that on another episode in the series, how like Jesus talks to God and refers to God as father, but that's not the only way. Like we also have uh, scriptural images talking about God as mother. And then we can talk about God as just parent and creator to just get like beyond the binary as well. Um, I think both being inclusive and expansive and how we name and pray to God is really important. So inclusive being using those words like parent or creator that are not necessarily gendered in any way, but then also being expansive in that listing out all of the gendered things or rotating through the gendered things of, of of being intentional at sometimes in saying parent, mother, father, listing all of those out to really get to more of who God is because one name can't do it all. Absolutely. And if you're really super into this idea and you're a Lutheran or not, um, you can pick up the All Creation Sings hymnal, uh, the Evangelical Lutheran Worship Accompaniment. There is a whole list of these sorts of terms in the back that come straight from Scripture. I love that list. It is stunning. We'll have to pull some from the list and get it on our socials. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Why haven't we done that already? I know. It's a great idea. We'll do it. (laughs) We're going to make it happen. And also... um, Sometimes here at APT, we read from Wilda Gaffney's translations of the scriptures that she has published in a women's lectionary for the whole church. There's a few different editions of that, but in the back of those books, there are expansive and and, and particularly feminine ways of naming God as well, because that's like the focus of the book. Um, So if you are a church leader, that might be a really great resource because it has those translations that you can get permission to use in your worshiping communities. And it also has really great commentary and preaching notes from Dr. Gaffney. Love that. I think we also can make sure to look for queer faith leaders. Um, It doesn't have to be your primary faith leader. If you've got a pastor that you love, by all means, stick with them. Uh, But you can you can rotate some of us in, too. Um, Yeah, it's it's important to hear different voices. And I know I I tend to preach a pretty queer message. And sometimes that can be uh, at least once in a while a helpful thing to hear that different perspective, to let it shift your thinking a little bit Um, and just to engage with a different type of faith leader that that's 
unfortunately, typically been left out of the church world. I know in Virginia, we don't have any folks on our roster who identify as trans or non-binary. And so that's something that we would have to seek out beyond our synod. And so being able to be in relationship with Technicolor to be you know, looking to Pastor Katie, I think that's really important for us here in Virginia or other places where you don't have that type of representation. Thanks, Colleen. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, like, and, and I think it's just such a powerful way that that com- our communities in particular, APT and Technicolor, can come alongside your existing relationships. Like, at least for all places together, like, you can be, like, an official full member, like, Shout out to Joanne. Like you can do that, but you can also be just like a partner and a friend and keep your membership where you are and just grow and come alongside of us. Like I love that as well. And I am just as much here for that as I am for uh, reaching new people who will kind of primarily identify as a PT. How does it work for Technicolor? Really similar, uh, although almost the reverse. So Technicolor accompanies every congregation in the Southwestern Texas Synod, which means I'm already walking with you, whether you know it or not. If you're in a congregation in the Southwestern Texas Synod, I'm also your pastor. Um, I love that. Yeah, so it's it's already there. So if you want to walk with us, great. If not, that's okay. Um, I'm walking. You can walk beside me as much as you want. And it's uh, an associate membership model. So you can be a member of an existing congregation and also a member of Technicolor. I love that. And beyond us, like we are, of course, not the only two queer pastors in our denomination or the world. So there's lots of other uh, pastors, deacons, church leaders, authors, podcasters, social media folks that you could get Um, connected with as well. And if you're interested in something like in particular or curious, uh, reach out to us and we can make some more focused recommendations. Absolutely. Those geographic specific connections can also be really helpful. And uh, I think Colleen and I both know folks all the way around the country that we can connect you to. We would be happy to do that. All right. Today's final hope that we have for you and for ourselves for 2023, probably the best one yet, is to practice radical self-love. And this is something that looks different for each of us. So Colleen, what might it look like for you this year? So I am a perfectionist, Katie, and I am harder on myself than I am on anyone else in my life. I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And so part of my continual radical self-love is to try to show the grace that I show to everyone else in my life to show that to myself. It's like a regular theme in my therapy, in in my marriage, my close friendships of, of people inviting me and reminding me of that for myself. And so that applies, I like really in all areas of my life, in my professional life, in my personal life, um, and how I am striving to be stronger in my body and all of these different types of things to to really love myself and and to be able to give myself grace and to be able to let things go um, and not judge myself so harshly. Love that. What about for you, Katie, or what might some other intersections of radical self-love be? Yeah, I know for me, I... 
am uh, one person who takes on way too much. I say yes to too many things. I overschedule myself. I will tend not to take vacation time because I'm too busy. Uh, and this year, I'm, I'm going to really try the best that I can. I will probably fail, but I'm going to really try to take some vacation time, take time off, um, and make sure that I'm holding my day off as my day off. And just making sure that I get the rest that I need because I'm I'm learning that rest is important, that I can't just keep running all the time. So I'm hoping that that works out for me. Maybe it'll work out for some of y'all too. Um, and maybe self-love this year just looks like you're you're gonna buy some bath bombs this year. Yes, and love a bath sure bomb. You take a good soak and enjoy yourself more often. Or maybe it looks like eating more healthily, not necessarily in any way talking about carb counts or, or calories or keeping any of that track, but just eating more wholesome foods. It could look like a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, like being sure you're drinking water every day and not just your favorite caffeine, though I did see that they finally redid the study that says that like caffeinated beverages are only dehydrating like they've redone that and we do get some hydration from coffee, tea and diet soda. I see yourself and enabling kind of happening. Here. I know. So it's balanced. So like be sure you're drinking your water and also choose the caffeine that brings you the most joy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think like any whatever your situation is to reflect on maybe here in January and then spend some time throughout the year like living into what that self-love looks like for you like maybe that's coming out maybe that's seeking a different type of relationship um, it could be uh, putting distance in relationships that aren't as healthy for you putting even if it's biological family putting boundaries there for your own safety and well-being, um, making sure you're taking time for yourself, growing uh, professionally or personally or in your faith, like whatever that is, um, it's going to look different yeah. for each of us. Find what's best for you and find out how to do it. Yeah. And there might be learning along the way too, right? Like again, like we talked about before, there could be experimenting in this, could be ups and downs. And all of these things are journeys, right? They're they're not finite endpoints like we talked about earlier. They're going to take time. Uh, so don't feel like you used your one bath bomb this year and it's all over. That's it. You have done these radical self-love. Like, no, that that was one moment of radical self-love. Uh, it needs to be part of a bigger system of self-love. So figure out how to implement a bigger system. Yeah, we love that bath bomb for you. And we hope <laughs> exactly. more for you, too. Exactly. And if that one bath bomb is all you can manage this year, that's also okay. We're cheering for you. Yes. And so that connects to like the final caveat as well. Like we've shared a lot of things and maybe you got really excited about all of them. Maybe only one spoke to your heart, but you don't have to do it all. Exactly. This is like your your uncle giving you advice after the parents have told you what to do. Um, I'm going to be your uncle that says you, you don't have to do any of it if it's not going to work for you. Yeah. Like listen to yourself. You know yourself best or you're in the process of getting to know yourself best. 
So we just want the new year to be a healthy and joyful thing for you, whatever that is. Exactly. So don't stress. These things are all wonderful. You don't have to do all of them. You don't have to do any of them. Just take a deep breath. If it works out, if you remember it six months from now and you're like, oh yeah, the bath bomb, I can do that. Great. Six months from now, go ahead and grab that bath bomb. Uh, but, you know, don't don't stress about it. There's no timeline. There's no specific instructions. Do what works for you. This is a lifelong journey of living into the fullness of who you are, of who God created you to be. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pastor Katie, for being with us here today on this episode and throughout the whole series. Thank you to everyone from Technicolor for making the Yuletide gay and the New Year gay with us. Thanks for having me, Colleen, and all of my folks who tuned in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next thing that we decide to do together. Prayer for the New Year. God of all time, in the beginning you spoke and the world came into being. You've been with your creation throughout all of time and you are with us now too. As we begin a new year, ground us in your deep and thorough love for us. Let that love shape how we see ourselves and how we see the world. As we are able, empower us to share that love in the world, to make our communities more inclusive, more expansive, and more just. Help us to always live life in full color, wherever, whoever, and however we are. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. The Make the Yuletide Gay merch store will be closing this week. So if you haven't purchased something and you want to, now is your last chance. If you've been joining us from Technicolor Ministries for this series, thanks for being together. Your listening and sharing has helped me grow and learn. I hope you'll keep listening to the podcast and hanging out with us on socials. All of our links are in the show notes. All Places Together, friends, if you want to spend some more time with Technicolor Ministries, please do. While they are based out of Texas, they do incredible things online as well. All of their links to get connected are also in the show notes. Keep your eye on our social media platforms for updates about what's coming next for All Places Together. I don't have all of the details quite together in time to record them today, but I'm very excited to invite you all to be a part of shaping the podcast and our next group too. 
There won't be a new episode this coming week. Just wanted to let you know, Nick and I will be traveling for the holidays and then are taking some time for rest and renewal. When the podcast is back, we'll be sure to post about it on social media. Thank you to everyone who made financial gifts to All Places Together in 2022. Your giving statements are going to be in the mail to you by the end of the month. If you don't get one and you need one, please email me and I'll make it happen. My email is allplacestogether at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-C-E-S-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R at gmail.com. Thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Being church together is so important. If you would like to financially support All Places Together, you can give to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Here. Click that button and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Even small one-time gifts of $5 or $10 or monthly gifts of the same amount add up to make a big difference for us. We know that it can be hard to give financially. We celebrate all of the ways you share the stories of All Places Together with the people in your life and engage with the APT community online throughout the week. I invite you to share how you are going to make the new year gay with those in your life or to post about how you hope to practice radical self-love online. Your care and love of yourself can be such an inspiration to others. Until next time, remember that God is with you and loves you wherever, whoever, and however you are into this new year and beyond.